Welcome to the Leader Growth Podcast. I'm David Skidmore. Thanks for joining us today. I'm excited because today we are going to jump into a conversation that's going to be helpful for you if you've ever had to face leading through a crisis or in the future if you're thinking I might I might have to lead through a crisis today we have my friend Debrion Davis on the podcast to talk about that. Debrion is the assistant superintendent of Edmond Public Schools, former collegiate basketball player. Uh, you played all four years, right? No, I played two years. You played two years. I played one year yes. and I didn't get injured. I just wasn't getting playing time. So <laughs> see you later. That's Debrion, thank you for joining us today on the Leader Growth Podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. You are fresh off the TEDx Oklahoma City stage. By that, I mean like in the past few weeks, yes. like you've recently made the ascent to that moment and then stepped away from it. Yeah. How are you feeling in the, uh, in the, in the aftermath of it? Amazing. Uh, yeah. Like immediately after it was like this, I did it. Like this moment happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of people feel that. It's like, oh my gosh. Yes. And then relief. The day after the talk, I felt like I was sick. Like my whole body hurt. <laughs> and it was like, I just got hit by a truck. And yeah. it's just totally the body coming down from yep. the excitement of the moment. Yeah. Um, I felt like that too, by the way. I didn't even speak at it. But, but you planned everything. Like, I, okay. You put yeah. it all on. I played like, a part. You were a huge part of that. Had an amazing team putting it together. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. you gave a talk that absolutely wowed our audience. People are going to love it online. It's going to be shown in colleges, uh, you know, high schools. It's going to be shown in organizations where they're asking questions about how do we lead through crisis. And I love that. You experienced something in your leadership where you were at the time, you weren't assistant superintendent. You I were... Not. I was a high school principal at the time. At? At Edmond North High School. Edmond North High School. In Edmond, Oklahoma. <laughs> Edmond, Oklahoma, home of Debrion Davis. Also... Um, home of your father, who is the mayor of Edmond, the mayor of Edmond, yes, yes. which I didn't know about until we were out at the uh, Christmas lighting last yes. year. I saw you the Christmas the lighting. Caroling, yep. And then it was like, what are you doing here? Like, oh. And you were like, I'm with him. Okay. And then like a moment later, somebody's like, that's the mayor. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He's really my cool. dad. Yeah. So, um, you grew up around leadership. Yes. You grew up in a house of strong leaders, both sides. Absolutely. Uh, when you were faced with a crisis like everybody else was, you, you talk about it in, in your TEDx talk, but let, let's go ahead and jump in. Like, yeah. What were the things that immediately you began uh, to lead yourself with? Right. So uh, when you listen to the talk, mm -hmm. shameless plug, Boom. Uh, you'll hear the shameless. words stand up straight. Yes. And really from childhood, that was instilled in me and uh, for a couple of reasons, the the posture part of it, right? Of like yeah. grandma telling you, stand up straight. Your back's mm. going to be crooked forever. Um, but really- Which is a big deal. It is a big deal. It I is. had, I, okay, so re real quick, I had a gym teacher. Yes. Like I'm back in PE. No, like I had somebody <laughs> at a gym a few years ago. They're called trainers like a trainer? for, for most, like exactly. A yeah. <laughs> Who we did a 3D body scan and they were like- her name was Kat. Yes. Uh, shout out Kat from Queens. And Kat was like, man, I'm glad that you came in now because at least we can do something about it. It's fixable now. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what's fixable? And she's like, your posture. Yes. And I had no idea. And I began to like sit yeah. up straight yes. and stand up straight. And it changed my life. It is life changing. It is. We don't realize how, how much that plays a part in our ability to breathe, mm -hmm. um, breathing from the diaphragm. So I, I grew up as a musician, uh, yeah. learned my grandma had choirs and she talked to us often about, you know, yeah. how you breathe and posture and how that affects your ability to project your sound. 
little did I know that mm. also correlated to just breathing in general and yeah. where where we our brain operates and all of that as far as getting us out of our brainstem, which is the fight mm. or flight mode that we often hear about, flight, yeah. fight, or freeze, um, and into your prefrontal lobes where you should be making decisions from. And so taking that time yeah. to like take a deep breath. So, okay, so yeah. like with, with you, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta jump yeah. in. What's your natural? Is it fight, flight, or freeze? I would say it's situational. Situational, okay. Uh, most of the time it's fight. So yeah. if you are any Enneagrammers out there, I'm an Enneagram eight, which are is you? a challenger. Yeah. I didn't know yes. that. Yes. I'm not surprised. I love eights. Yes, I do too. Yeah. I'm an eight. W- w- one, of the best thing, uh, one of the best things about eights is you always know what like where an eight stands with Absolutely. you. You don't have to There's question no where, yeah. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Nope. Like we're, we're, this is I what it is. want to fight for the good of people. Yep. Want to fight for justice. So yeah. most of the times it's, I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for what's going on. Yeah. Um, does it ever, uh, like every once in a while, does it become, I'm going to fight you instead of I'm going to fight for you? No. That's no. good. You're really healthy. Yeah. Then. You know, self control. We've been working on that. Just yeah. not okay, punch that's people good. in the face. Um, <laughs> it's just not a good thing. However, yeah. uh, if you, the eights like anger is a, they, they operate out of the gut triad. And okay. So my first emotion that I feel with something is anger. Uh, which has played a part in this, like, stand up straight, take a deep breath. Because okay. I have to physically, like, take a breath to let mm-hmm. myself reset. Uh, if anyone who knows me, if I'm in a situation where I get frustrated, I'll, like, clench my fist for just a second. Oh, so, so like, and if I see like, that, it's like, whoa, okay. Or, like, yeah, like, I'm processing. I'm yeah. like, all right, Debrion, chill. And just... I'm yeah. going to remember that in the speed round. Yes. Coming up in just a few moments. Absolutely. So you're in a crisis. Yes. And you have this moment and you go back to this idea that your grandma shared at a very young age throughout your entire life. Stand up straight. Yes. How did that actually help you lead practically in a crisis? So we can talk about like the year 2020. If Mm -hmm. you're an educator, you know, it was just an it was awful, awful all around. Um, March 13th, 2020 was the date that like we went home for mm-hmm. spring break for some yeah. of us. And then we never came back for in-person learning. Mm. And then that next school year, people were either online the whole year yeah. or they had like an AB schedule. Kids came half the time. Mm. It, it, everything that we knew as far as how education worked and ran was yeah. changed. And so it was every single day being forced to make decisions, um, with this, all of this changing information, mm-hmm. but for the good of thousands Hmm. and having to focus on the health and safety of my students and my teachers. Uh, So this something I very much practiced for at home in the very beginning Mm -hmm. of that, because I was sitting at home on the computer in in Zoom and Google Meet calls for like the first couple of weeks hunched over the screen, right? And, yes. And not breathing and holding. Smashed my, diaphragms smashed diaphragm. happening nationwide, Everywhere. internationally. Yes. We're just leaning over our Zoom screen. Nobody ourselves. wants to be there. No. And the stress is increasing. Absolutely. Yeah. With every moment, every mm. news story, whatever was whatever yeah. it was happening, there was just so much. And so I had to tell myself, it was sit up straight because I was at home. Yeah. Um, sit up straight at that time so that I could breathe. And just the the change in my confidence level to make decisions mm-hmm. um, and just allowing myself time to breathe. And then wow. as we went back to school uh, that fall, we went in person, we were on an altered schedule, mm-hmm. but that standing up straight with that confidence mm. of, of allowing myself that moment to pause and take yes. the breath um, with whatever the situation is yeah. uh, before you go into making that big decision. And, and in that time of chaos, mm-hmm. giving yourself that moment to pause and take the breath. <sighs> Yeah. Sometimes I actually practice that now. Like I just pause. Yes. Take a breath. 
in fact, can we just like guide, w- would you guide our audience? Like I'm, I'm thinking like some people are driving down the road. So like, don't close your eyes, but yeah, just like keep participate open. with us. Yes. Like n- number one, like. So if you're sitting, I would say sit up straight. If you're mm-hmm. standing, uh, stand, stand up straight. Uh, so it's, it's, it's sometimes called box breathing, but okay. we're just going to like hold for four seconds okay. and then inhale and then hold that for four seconds and then exhale okay. for four seconds. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Is everybody ready? Okay. So we're going to sit up straight here and we're just going to hold right here for four. Inhale for four. Hold. And exhale for four. I already feel How better. How do you feel? I feel Taylor. It's fantastic. Yes. Did you just box breathe? Did you box breathe? Man, yes. I love it. Taylor. Shout out Taylor Let's Moore go. producing this. Thank you again. And just, just as simple as that. Yes. And to take the minute. So let's say you're you're a leader or you are under someone who's leading, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and you are about to make a big decision. One thing I had to challenge myself with was allow, giving myself permission to close my office door hmm. and to take the breath before I went out wow. and made decisions or led the meeting or dispersed the information um, before walking into an important meeting, just giving myself that time to shut the door because yeah. the reality that you're human and, mm-hmm. and we need moments to reset uh, and take the breath, stand up straight wow, and then walk confidently into whatever it is that you're facing and going, you're going into. Was that something that was challenging for you to close the door, like to give yourself One that One of the space? hardest things Why I had to that? learn how to do. Because I, I led with this mentality that I had to always be available. Hmm. And when the door is shut, that means that I'm not available. Okay, so I feel like this is really important for some of you who are listening right now. Like, this is some leadership gold. Let's go back to that again. Yes. What was holding you back is you felt like... I had to always be available. What, as a leader, was that costing you? Mm, that's a good question. Thank you. The, I, I, the first, first response, peace. It was costing me my peace hmm. because I, I never gave myself the moment hmm. to reset. Um, and that looked like many things, whether it was in the office, whether it was my availability after school got out at home on mm-hmm. the weekends of the lack of boundaries because I had the false belief that I had to always be available. Wow. Um, when I... By doing that, I wasn't feeding and taking care mm-hmm. of myself, right? We can't pour from the empty well. We all know this. Yeah. And so if we're always available. Oh, some of us have tried. We've tried, <laughs> right? And failed. And, yeah. and we learned. Um, yeah. We can't refill the well if it's mm. always being poured. So I had to learn, shut the door, um, put the phone on airplane mode. Like, it's okay. Mm. Set, set the boundary so that yeah. you can take the needed breath or get the needed release mm-hmm. um, to then move forward and make sound decisions. I love what you're saying there because you know what one of our themes that we talked about here at the beginning of October on on the whole idea of leading yourself is the importance of filling your own cup. It's a leadership proverb people say everywhere. Are you taking time to fill your own cup? But a lot of times we don't take time to ask what do I need to do to fill my right. own cup? So for you, it's a deep breath. But what else goes into making sure that as you're leading through a difficult time, that you're leading from a place of uh, of health yeah. and that you're operating from peace and as opposed to just reacting or becoming the 
becoming the crisis as we all can. Yes, absolutely. So I, uh, I have to work out like I need physical mm-hmm. movement. I'm the uh, same. I have to like, really, that's how I release a lot of the tension in my yeah. body. And so if I'm not, if I have skipped the 5am workout a couple of days mm-hmm. or I'm not going on walks, you can, it just, it's building inside of me that like, mm-hmm. I need to release this. So operating from a place of health for me is yeah. making sure I'm drinking my water. I'm getting my workout in. Mm-hmm. I'm still plugged into my community outside of my mm-hmm. workspace. Um, at one of a tendency of my personality is to withdraw if I feel stress. Oh yeah. And so, and my, my community knows this of like, if everyone goes silent, we gotta, we gotta plug in to see yeah. what's going on. Uh, because that's a, a natural tendency of me is to just like, fine, I'll fix this on my own. Hmm. I can do this by myself, but I've built this community around me who know, who's intimately knows me hmm. enough to know, like if she goes silent, something's something's off something's off um, yeah so those key factors of me being in a place of health on top of yeah. taking the time to breathe would be making sure i for me it's working out it's drinking water mm-hmm. and staying plugged into my community um making sure i have that time for myself yeah doing those things that are essential and knowing what your essential what your essentials are yes that's imperative for us it's huge if we don't do that a lot is at stake yes yeah we have to take the time to know ourselves yeah and as our friend Jeremy Kubitschek says, know yourself, then you can lead That's yourself. Okay, so we're going to jump into a little bit more. We're going to go deeper into this. Okay. But before we do, it is time for our speed round. Let's do Taylor, it. Taylor, we should probably like create like a, like a nice little ding, 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 or something like that. Okay, cool. Speed round. Are you ready? Always born ready. Okay, so I feel like this is important because sometimes we just talk about leadership in general. But isn't it nice to get behind the scene with a leader and get to understand how they think about life and how they approach it? That's what we want to do here. Let's do it. Some of this is going to be fun. Some of it's going to be a little bit silly. Some of it's going to be deep. All right. Boom. When you first wake up, do you have a morning routine? Yes. Okay. Can you share it? Yes. I mean, like the first thing I do is go to the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Same. And then I put my workout clothes on and then I leave. Do you lay your, your workout clothes out in advance like the previous night? I do. Yeah, when I do that, I do way better getting a workout in in the morning. Yes. When I don't. It doesn't happen. It's, yeah. it's wake up, 50, bathroom, 50 at best. clothes, yeah. water, out the door. Okay. Music, Maverick City or Mozart? Ooh, Maverick City. Beyonce or Aretha? Aretha. Oreos or Chips Ahoy? With almond milk Oreos. What is the best leadership practice you have besides standing up straight? Uh, Challenging myself by listening to other leaders. What's the most difficult thing for you about listening to other leaders? The inability to immediately implement everything I want to do. Basketball or football? Basketball. Tacos or pizza? Tacos. How many instruments do you play? Two. Which are? It's actually three. Piano, organ, clarinet. Piano, organ, clarinet. Yes. Which one did you forget? Uh, organ initially. Yeah. We were required to growing up. We had to learn how to play the piano. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then another instrument. And so my grandma had a music studio in her house. Mm-hmm. And so there was a piano and organ in the house. So we yeah. had to learn, learn how to play the pedals and everything. Had organ shoes. How many pedals does, does an organ have? Ooh, uh, 
something. It just depends on the size of the, like, you know, the panels yeah. on the bottom. I didn't even know that the organ had, uh, like, you, it had special organ shoes that, that you wore. Yeah, so you need a shoe with a heel because you're going to, wow. like, pivot your foot around on the pedals. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, books or movies? Ugh, books. Best book you've ever read? Hmm, this is not a speed round one. Best book I've ever read. Favorite author is Friedrich Bachmann. Wow. Bear Town is one of my favorite books. Fiction or nonfiction? Mm, fiction. Favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption or Rudy. Shawshank is really good. Rudy's really good too. Didn't mention it, but Rocky's really good too. If you, that's, if you, that's fair. <laughs> if you could have anyone play you in a movie, who would it be? Oh, I don't know. I'd have Michelle Obama play me. Wow, that's awesome. LeBron <laughs> or MJ? MJ. Best leadership advice you've, you've ever gotten? Mm, so listening to Craig Rochelle's podcast, he talks about they'd rather people would rather follow someone who's real than right. Mm. And just making sure that I'm always 100% Yeah, you talked people. about that. Yeah. Okay, that completes our speed round for today. Cool. Okay, so let's jump back in. How have you taken the elements that you've talked about in your TEDx talk and you've shared that not just, you know, with, with people there, but how how do you use that to develop people as well? Uh, there's many parts to that, I mm -hmm. would say. So the if we're talking about like the root or the meat of it, it's knowing yeah. yourself and what you need mm -hmm. to take that pause and take that breath. Mm -hmm. um, we can get into like the the brain activity part yeah. of it, but really, it's have have you are you willing to dive into the work of knowing who you are as a person and mm -hmm. what you need, what that breath looks like for you. Yeah, let, let's talk like about that because that's that's something you know when when we say take a deep breath, like stand up straight, somebody might just think. And I'm somebody. Yeah. A deep breath is just a deep breath. You said something though, what the deep breath is for you. So what does that mean? Uh, so like we talked about a little bit ago mm -hmm. of what I need to do to be in a place of health mm. and what gets you to that place of health and safety to be able to operate mm -hmm. in, in any time, but specifically yeah. talking about decision-making in, in chaos. Yeah. Um, what I need might not be what you need. Mm -hmm. So I could, I could reverse the question to you and say, in times of decision-making and chaos and crisis, what are the things that you have to be doing to be in a state of health wow. to make decisions? Oh, are you putting me on I'm the, putting you on it. I, oh boy. Okay. So if I'm in a time of crisis, yeah. okay, here, here's my number one. Mm -hmm. I have to drink water when I wake up. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. In fact, I referenced that here in our first podcast, like in October was, was I have to drink water and hydrating for, for me is essential. Yes. Uh, besides that, I have to have journal time. Okay. I need to go on a walk. Yes. In, in times of stress, I go, um, three walks a day. A lot of times. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they'll be longer, sometimes shorter, but I just like to, to move what I've found is my communication has to go up. Mm -hmm. Communication actually fuels me. Right. The idea of communication frustrates me. Okay. Okay. So the idea of, oh, I have to go through, like, have these conversations. But when I get proactive about it, that starts moving me forward as well. Right. And so making sure, like, I'm on the front end of it and that I'm always thinking two things. What's now mm -hmm. in front of me? This is what I have today. What's next? What's next? And I live in those in, in, in those in two in places. Between. And the, the biggest challenge 
is taking on what's new. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you're in crisis, it's like you don't want to be there right. any longer. And right. so it's like, could I find something that's new that's going to and, and you know, Netflix, Instagram, anything right. else is always available to you. But yes. I think like coming back to that and saying, OK, what's now yep. knowing what's next. But now I, I can come back and focus in on this. And then finally, I do this is I use timers. That's great. I yeah. love that. I mean, it's 30 minutes, hour and a half. Yep. Set the phone in another room. Let it go. Every Now, you, you have to uh, respond to things in a different way because as, a, as assistant superintendent, you have to deal with a lot yeah. of things that require right now. It's pretty immediate. Yep. Yep. So when we talk about crisis, crisis can, can mean different things to different people. But w- one of the things that I'm curious about for you is how do you stay... Um, how do you stay focused on the big picture mm-hmm. when you're constantly being pulled back into right now? That's a good, that's a, I love that. Um, intentional planning, purposeful mm-hmm. and, and pur- purposeful planning throughout my day and time. Yeah. So in my current position now, I have to be available for um, 11 principals in our district who at yeah. any given moment, they will contact me with a crisis going on in their building. Mm. And then I am given pieces of information, right? Yeah. And from that, I have to surmise what happened and then guide them in making a decision. Mm. Uh, that's where a lot of just uh, institutional knowledge comes in, right? Yeah. Just about kids and, and behavior in general comes mm-hmm. into play and trusting my gut with decision-making, also trusting my principles in that. Mm-hmm. So that's the day-to-day of everything, but I also have to be strategic and in blocking out that time, you talk about setting timers, mm-hmm. blocking out that time to plan forward hmm. and to, because I can't just live in the present. I have to always be thinking, um, how am I, how am I going to grow my leaders next month? I meet yeah. with them monthly. How am I going to, what's my long-term goal and vision for mm-hmm. our district, for our teachers, yeah. for education as a whole. Um, and so as you just described, what your breath looks like is mm-hmm. different from mine, but mm-hmm. our end goal is essentially the yeah. same. And so for, I have to know my breath. You have mm-hmm. to know your breath and what's standing up straight, what gets me to that place of being able to stand up straight. Yeah. I hope you're listening. Yeah. This is a lot of leadership gold that you're <laughs> getting from Debrion Davis. You know, I, I, I think when we zoom out and we look at you know, all, all of these different things. Pe- people are saying, okay, I get it. I need to have a breath, mm-hmm. which is not just a breath. It's actually, these are the essentials for my health. Absolutely. I need to be mindful about how I'm going about these things. I think like crisis moves people to a state of high anxiety mm-hmm. and uh, some sometimes urgency that allows us to to miss what's truly important and the necessary steps to do things with excellence. Yes. So what, what have been some of the practical things that you've uh, kept in front of yourself to make sure that you're doing those practical things that right. a lot of times when we go fast, yes. we would miss out on. Yeah. Um, so when things pop up, I would say there's like a, a rubrics cube that I go through in my head of all the things I'm thinking about. Oh, in, in really? Decisions of like, Am I, is one of the first things is like, is this ethical? Is this the right thing to do? Is this yeah. what, what, what our yeah. kids should be doing? Or is this in the best interest of our kids? Um, am I being empathetic in this situation mm-hmm. right now with people? Um, how is just using that wisdom? Am I balancing my emotion with reason right now? So yeah. identifying where, where am I emotionally in this? Mm-hmm. How am I emotionally attached to this? Yeah. Um, and am I in that brain, the prefrontal lobes, mm-hmm. right? To be doing executive functioning and balancing yeah. my emotion with my reason. Wow. And so there's just like this tick of like, is this, is this in the best interest of kids? Is this legal and ethical? Yeah. Um, 
is this equitable? Am I thinking about everybody in this mm. situation? That's just a natural. And then um, always thinking about like, what's the worst possible thing that could, could happen yeah. out, out of this decision? Right. So that's constantly and and really in any situation, mm-hmm. I am always thinking about those things mm. of wow. how, how could this play out? And then from there, leading out of that. You you shared this with me a couple months ago, and when we talked about it, we ended up creating like a, a Venn diagram yep, about it. And yeah. it was like, you have ethics, yes, and then you have empathy, yep, and then along with that, you have equity, yes. And if you're missing one of those pieces, a lot of times it, the three legged stool ends up out of balance, absolutely, and it's not something that uh, supports the thought that really helps everybody right. or that's going to be fair or that's going to ultimately um, lead people into a place that's going to allow them to thrive. Right. Do you have one that you weigh more strongly to than another? Huh? That Well, I would say obviously like it has to be ethical and legal, mm-hmm. but most things that we're doing are, and that's not really a, yeah. a usually a question. Um, Equity is really big for me, hmm. making sure that yeah. all of, for me, for our kids, making sure that they have everything that they need to be successful mm-hmm. yeah. and the reality that everyone needs something different to be successful, just like everyone's breath looks different. Everyone's breath looks different. Everyone needs something different to be successful. I think when, when we look at this holistically, I mean, like you're, you're looking at how many students again? In the district? Yes. Like 25,000. 25,000 students. Yeah. So when you wake up every day, you're thinking about 25,000 individuals yes. and how do the decisions that I'm making, yep. how do these affect people all the way through? Yes. Okay. So when you think about people who are in some really challenging situations, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of my favorite things uh, Craig Rochelle said is a lot of us have now learned how to uh, lead um, through a crisis. Mm-hmm. What nobody talked to us though was how to lead out of a crisis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah. when, when you're thinking about somebody who's maybe on the other side of some of these things and it doesn't feel like that same level of crisis. Mm-hmm. So maybe in some ways things don't feel quite as urgent or like we have to do this now. What would you say to, to people who are, you know, maybe a little worn out? Yeah. Maybe a bit burned out. Yeah. Uh, maybe like, do I have to do it? Or like, do we have to push through again? Like just, what are, what would you encourage them with today? Um, I would encourage them with the reality that like, yeah, you're, you were human. And so when mm-hmm. we get out on the other side of that crisis, the natural thing to do mm-hmm. uh, is to pause and to maybe to take a break, to disconnect for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then my next uh, piece of advice or encouragement would be to step right back in with the purpose and wow. um, intensity that you were before. Um, because the the work is still there and it's still important. I listened to Pat Lencioni's podcast and he talks yeah. about the five uh, responsibilities of a leader mm-hmm. and communicating consistently and constantly, um, developing our teams, developing our leadership teams, having those crucial conversations. And mm. so as soon as we stop doing those things, um, we can then miss a crisis that might be brewing because we've like, we're just coasting. So I I think we have to schedule our pauses. Mm -hmm. Like they are so very important. Yeah. Um, So that we can go into whatever your work week looks Mm -hmm. like with that intensity and focus and passion every single day. If we're not communicating intentionally, we end up in a place where we're coasting. Mm -hmm. We have to schedule our pauses. Yes. People know you as the assistant superintendent, 
but you're also a speaker. You love developing leaders. So, yes. you know, if, if somebody wanted it to reach out to you, how did they get in contact with Debrion Davis? Yeah. Uh, they, they see your, your TEDx Oklahoma City talk and they're like, that talk is making me uh, shift how I'm doing leadership, making our, our organization uh, take take steps. Uh, how, how would they reach out to you? Yeah. So uh, my Instagram handle is Debrion. Um, there will that's soon, so simple. D E B R E O N. That's all it is. Yep. Debrion. Debrion. Uh, there will soon be a debriondavis.com that they can go to and get Excellent. in contact with me. Um, and on there we'll have my email address and information like that. But yeah, right now Debrion Davis, Facebook, Debrion on Instagram, soon to come debriondavis.com. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for the talk of a lifetime that you gave to our city. Yeah. Thank you for coming today and pouring into leaders. Uh, as Mr. Groeschel says, uh, when the leader gets better, everyone Everybody gets, gets better. better. So thank you for pouring into us. I'm going to take some of these things already and start applying even more specifically. What does it look like to take a more intentional breath in my life yeah. so that I'm leading from a place uh, not of what I don't want, but instead of what, what I do want. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us today on the Leader Growth Podcast. Once again, I'm David Skidmore. If you would take a moment, rate this podcast, review it, subscribe to it, and share it with someone that you know it can help, that would mean a lot. I'm looking forward to being back here next week. Until then, love hard, live full, and lead strong. This is our declaration. We are locked in, all in and full out. We are the roar. You think you can run with us? Let's go! I get lying in my blood. You were just a kid.